Father, we, uh, we thank you uh, for this day that you've given us. Lord, I thank you for, for your word that uh, encourages us and uh, just uh, helps us to, uh, to seek after you more. Lord, as, uh, as I uh, share this word that you've put on my heart today, Lord, I pray that it's, uh, it's glorifying to you, that it's edifying to this church, and that, uh, that we can see what you want for us. Uh, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So speaking of these blogs, uh, Thursday, Pastor put one out that was a very, uh, I love the question and the way that he changed the question. You know, all of us have this question is, what does God want from me? That's a legitimate question. How are we to, to serve? How are we to, to do this? How are we to do that? What is it that you want from me, Lord? And uh, like I said, it's a great question, something that we should be asking, but I like the way he, he switched it. Instead of asking, what do you want from me? What do you want for me? And that the, the answer of what do you want from me is found in what do you want for me and vice versa. Uh, in that blog, he used uh, a passage from James, um, which I think I forgot to mark that in my Bible. you have to excuse me as I turn there. Um, but the answer is actually found in these verses. James 1, 22 through 25. So James 1, 22 through 25 says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once and forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So right there you can see what God wants for us and what he wants from us. He wants us to be blessed in our doing. How many of us in here would like to be blessed by God? Unanimous. Everybody wants to be blessed by God. This is the, what does it mean to be blessed, though? We live in a culture where we have a lot of uh, confusion, I think, about what it means to be blessed. We have uh, a lot of Facebook posts that say hashtag blessed. We have uh, you know, all kinds of other social media. And it's usually referring to you know, maybe a, a big house, new car, happy family, great vacation. Is that blessed? Or are those blessings? And these are, these, this is what I want to get you thinking of. What does it mean to be blessed? And what are blessings? Would you feel blessed if you knew what God wanted for you? I think most of us would say yes. Well, here, uh, hopefully today we can kind of get into that and, uh, and, and see what that is. For my main passage today, I want to go to John chapter uh, 13. Now, like you said, we've been, uh, pastor's been going through a series here of service, and this is where, seems like where we always go for service. This is uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Um, this is the, our number one picture of uh, humble service. Verse 12 uh, through 17. Verse 12, When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. 
Truly, truly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So, right here, just to kind of break this down a little bit, like I said, Jesus has just uh, given us this great example of humble service. Um, in our day and age, we don't fully understand the... the uh, the status change that Jesus took on here. Uh, the only way that I can maybe think to kind of compare this would be like if we're going to McDonald's and we want to go and ask for a cheeseburger and it's President Trump behind the counter asking if we want fries with that. You know, this is Jesus. This is at the, the Last Supper. Jesus is the teacher, the Lord. He, the, they've already recognized this. Remember uh, 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 Peter's confession, you are the Christ, you are the Son of God. This has already taken place. And here, Jesus has taken the place of a servant and washed their feet. So at this point, I don't really think when he asked, do you understand what I have done to you? I don't think they fully get it. They're so awestruck at this point that they, they really don't get it. So back to blessings and blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Jesus again tells us here, if you know these things, blessed you are if you do them. And... Uh, you know, we think about blessings, about our stuff. If it's only about stuff, who's blessed? It's everybody, right? It's a, it's a whole world. But Jesus says in um, Matthew 5.45, says, He makes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and unjust. So being blessed, I want to draw your attention to, has everything to do with our relationship with God. It's where we're found in Christ that has to do with how we're blessed or if we're just receiving blessings. All these things that we receive are good things. They are blessings from God. But believers and non-believers can, be, can receive blessings, but it's only a child of God that can be blessed. The, uh, the word here in, uh, in verse 17, if you know these things, blessed you are if you do them, or blessed, however you want to say it, that Greek word is makarios. It's used 55 times in the New Testament. It's never used to talk about a material possession. It's never like, God blessed me with stuff. A good car, a nice house. There's only a couple of occasions where it's used to describe a circumstance or a situation. Uh, one of those, when Paul standing before King Agrippa, he says, I find myself fortunate to be in front of you, and that's that same word. Uh, which, if you, uh, if you want to tie things together, that's a, kind of being blessed by God that he has that opportunity. So it's not about stuff. It's not about circumstance. What is it about to be blessed? Every time in the New Testament when this word is used, it's always about a standing, a relationship, a peace a satisfaction that we have through our relationship with Christ. It's a, it's a satisfaction in God. Um, that, like you said, as believers, we only know that's brought about by Christ. John Piper puts it in one of his quotes. He says, God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in Him. That is why God wants to bless us. That's why we can say we are blessed. That's why we are blessed, is because God is glorified when we are blessed. Blessed. When our peace and our joy, our satisfaction comes apart from our stuff, or it comes regardless of our circumstance, God is glorified 
by us being blessed, by us having that peace and that confidence. Um, just to point this out a couple more times, if we go to the Beatitudes, which is uh, Matthew chapter 5. Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit. That doesn't sound like a happy place to be, but yet Jesus says, blessed you are when you're there. Why is that? You may be poor in spirit, but you're standing in your relationship with God. Your satisfaction in God is rich. He goes on to say in verse 11, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. If somebody's coming at you, persecuting you, ridiculing you, can you say that that's a blessing? Or you're just blessed because you, have, you know you have the authority, the, not the authority, the ability to overcome that. You have the peace and satisfaction regardless of that. You can be blessed. You can be satisfied in your relationship with God. To be blessed is how Paul can say in Philippians that we can have the peace that surpasses understanding. So if we're going to be blessed, where does that come from? Well, obviously it comes from God, and it comes from our relationship with God, but it also has to do with our relationship with others. Jesus, you know, seeing how we're talking about service here, that's where this passage is pointing. Our service brings about that blessed feeling. Um, looking back on the stuff, ironically, it's the things... The very things we call blessings can actually pull us away from God. Seeing as how being blessed is based upon our relationship with God, the very things we call blessings, sorry, I walked forward here to get a ring. The very things we call blessings can pull us away. If I have a good life, if I have a, a great family, health, great vehicles, great job, all these things, we quickly become self-reliant. If we're self-reliant, we're not in a satisfactory relationship with God because we recognize Him as the giver of all good things. If everything is good in my life, I don't need a Savior. If I don't need a Savior, how can I be satisfied in it? Getting back to our verse here on verse, verse 17 in this passage, says, if you know these things, if you know, Jesus in verse, uh, in verse 13 says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. So the disciples know these things. They know that Jesus is teacher, Lord. They know their place. They know their relationship to the Lord. That way they can have the satisfaction in Him. Jesus points out that masters and slaves, a, te uh, a master, or I'm sorry, a slave is not greater than his master. A messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. Proper relationship with God acknowledges that we have a need for him. Proper relationship with God acknowledges that we are coming under his authority. But back and when we talked about Pastor's blog, this authority. This is also a recognition of what this authority is. It's not an authority, it's not a domineering authority, it's not a dictatorship. It's an authority of, he's looking out for our good. If we look at God as a dictator, as, as somebody that trying to keep us under his thumb, 
Are we going to be satisfied in that relationship? If I look at God as just pointing at me and telling me what to do all the time, like I'm a slave, am I going to have joy in that? What if we turn that and we look at God as the Heavenly Father who's seeking our best, who's seeking our ultimate good, who's given us these things, these commands, so we can be positioned right to be blessed? Being blessed requires a relationship with God, recognizing His authority and submitting to it, but it also recognizing the reason behind those commands and recognizing the fact that He does love us. Now, being blessed is also about our relationship with others because of these commands. It puts us in proper position. Uh, verse, going back, what do we know? Verse 14 says, If then I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. What do we know from this? Jesus is the Lord and teacher. He's submitting himself. With this verse, he's essentially saying, hey, I'm the Lord and teacher. I've humbled myself to serve you. You are not above me. You are the student. I am the teacher. This is an example that I'm setting for you. And I love this. Pastor and I were talking about this yesterday. Who's in the crowd here? Who's he speaking to? This is the last, the, the, up, the disciples. This is the upper room discourse. He says to serve one another. He doesn't say, go serve the world, go feed the hungry. These men have been walking together for three and a half years. They've been doing life together. They've been, they've been in relationship, strong relationship. And he says, serve one another. I love this. This is a kind of a picture of the church. It's a small group of people following Jesus. What do we have here? A small group of people following Jesus. He says, serve one another. Start here. Start learning how to serve within this small context, and then it goes out to a bigger group. The Bible puts this in so many different ways. You, know, the, you can say one another, the Alelons. It says serve one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Love one another. We take this in, in context here, looking at the picture of the disciples. It's be in loving, intimate relationship. Be real with one another. Real people, finding an experience in real life, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Serve one another in a real context to where we get to know each other. That can look different for so many different people in different ways, but it starts right here with, with this uh, uh, close relationship. And I love this too because this is a safeguard against us. If we, uh, if we seek to serve the world, which is a good thing, but if we go out and we start a huge ministry, who gets the credit? We do. If we start small, serving one another within this room, then we build these intimate relationships with one another. And, and I pray that if I were to start a big ministry, or I start coming out of start losing my humility and start serving for my good, I hope that I'm close enough with somebody in here that they can call me out and say, your motives are wrong. Because God does not get the glory. And you are not positioned to be blessed if your motives aren't right in serving one another. So the big idea of the message I want to get across to you today, uh, what this text says, and if you could take a notes, please write this down. Serving one another with right motives puts us in proper position to be blessed. 
Serving one another with proper motives puts us in proper position to be blessed. That's the whole idea. That's what, that's what James says in, in that book, by doing you will be blessed, or you will be blessed in your doing. And that's what Jesus says here. If you know these things, blessed you are if you do them. If you know the right relationship you have with, with God through Christ, and if you're serving, if you're loving... The last point I want to bring up is, is one that Pastor made last week, and it's a great point that we all need to realize, and we all need to press into, is that God works in you as He works through you. This is a process of sanctification. What this brings about is that being blessed. That being blessed, that being confident, being at peace, being satisfied in your relationship with God, being assured um, and that comes about through serving. That comes about as the Holy Spirit works in us and through us and in others to us. We receive blessings from others as well. That's the cool picture of this, this family that Christ and His church is. Sanctification is a process of being made holy. It's crucifying the flesh and allow the Spirit of God to use the gifts He has given us to glorify Himself. All of us, as believers in Christ, have been given a gift. Every one of us, at least one gift. Are you using that gift to build up the body? Are you serving? Are you putting yourself in a position where you can serve one another and find out what that gift is? Because quite often it's not clear right away. But we have to be in community. So as we use that gift, somebody can say, Hey, Bobby, I see this in you. I can see what you're doing. Or whatever it may be. Are you putting yourself in that position? It's like Christ radically humbling ourselves to serve those that we're in relationship with. The sanctification is becoming more like Christ. And if we're going to be blessed, if we understand what it is to be blessed, and I hope, uh, I hope I've conveyed that point of what it is to be blessed versus receiving a blessing. To be blessed is so much greater than receiving a blessing. To, to know that you have confidence that Christ is in you, that God is working through you, that, that you've been purposed, that you've been called for something. That is so much greater than receiving uh, a new car, a stuff, uh, a whatever, uh, even a vacation, but to know that you're being used, you're purposed. The cool thing is, is that as God works in you, He loves others through you. I want to be careful here because emotions can be bad. They're not always bad. God gave us emotions for a reason. But Jeremiah also tells us that uh, the heart is deceitful above all things. But I hope that each one of us gets the chance to experience the emotions that does come along with knowing that God is using you. Um, it might be the fact that, that something that you've turned almost a blind eye to Countless times, you've walked right by it. For some reason, the Holy Spirit has crushed you for it. He has broken your heart to the point where you have to do something about it. That's being blessed by God. It's going to hurt like crazy in the moment. Absolutely, it's going to hurt. But you know what? That's God telling you, you have a purpose. You have a calling. That could be for somebody sitting right next to you. That could be to serve in the kids' ministry. That could be 
for a myriad of different things. But get in a relationship with one another and let that work in this room and you'll see a huge change within these walls, within your heart, within the hearts of the people that you're gathering with. For others, it might be a sense of joy that almost brings tears. I've been on both sides of that and it's amazing to where you see somebody that you love, that you've interacted with, and they have a personal victory. And you're so awestruck by it that all you can say is, thank you, Lord. These are the things how we know that God is, we are blessed. When we can feel, we know that God is working through us. When, uh, maybe when you pray with somebody and you look at that person as you walk away and God reveals to you that you made a difference in that person. I take that back. God doesn't reveal to you that you made a difference. God reveals to you that He used you to make a difference. That you were an instrument that He used to bring a blessing to somebody else. That's what it is to be blessed. So as we press into this, what it is to be blessed and service, we have to line ourselves up. We have to put ourselves in the right position to be blessed. Uh, Pastors use the, the, the analogy of the, the faucet that's raining down blessings. And when we are obedient to what Scripture tells us, we place ourselves under that faucet to rain down the blessings. Those blessings can come in a myriad of different ways. But do you want to be out here where you catch a couple splashes? Or do you want to be here where you're having God's blessing fully rain down on you? And, and it's by serving one another, by being in community, that this happens. Pastor's message were a lot about serving God. And this is another important point that we need to realize is that serving others is serving God. Because He commands us. He gives us these. He wants to love others through us. He wants, he wants to love somebody else through your efforts, through your service. So when we are serving others with the right motives, with the right mindset, not for our own glory, but just because of the love that He's put in our heart uh, to, to do so, we are serving Him. The last verse I want to, I don't think Mike has it, but the last verse that, that stands out to me in this is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. It says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Through our acts of service, it's uncomfortable sometimes. Sometimes we have to press into uh, those uncomfortable situations to, to love others when they're hurting, to to seek after them. But that's seeking after God when we do that. When God is laid on your heart, if you're looking in here or you walk in here on a Sunday morning and somebody's... Uh, you can just tell somebody's off. You, maybe you don't know them that well, but uh, you can see that they're off. Are you, are you going to reach out to them? Is God telling you to reach out and say, hey, I just noticed you were a little off today. Can I pray for you? Can I pray with you? Is there something I can help you with? You're seeking after God when you do that because you're being obedient to His call to love one another. And when you do that wholeheartedly, God will reveal Himself through that. So the question I want to leave with today is, uh, are you positioning yourself to be blessed by following Christ's commands to serve one another? I know this is a hard, part, hard thing for me sometimes. We get busy. We get a lot of things going on. We have busy lives. 
But are we seeking blessings? Or are we seeking to be blessed? Are we seeking after... And don't hear me say that the happy family's wrong or bad, but are we seeking after all of these great things, the things that we see in Facebook, the see, things we see on all the other social media, what, Twitter, Snapchat, I, I don't know. But are we seeking after these things? Are we seeking after God so that we can have that peace that surpasses understanding, so we can be satisfied in Him beyond our circumstances? Are you positioning yourself to be blessed by following Christ's commands to serve one another? Uh, with that, I'll pray, and uh, we'll continue out with some music. Uh, the altars will be open for prayer. Uh, uh, something with the prayer, too, we were talking about. The elders will be up here, and uh, please, if you want to, come seek us out to, to pray with you. But if you just want to come up to an open altar and pray for yourself, just come up, just dodge us and, and be here. Father, we, uh, we thank you for your word. Uh, we thank you for uh, just the way that you work between us, Lord. Uh, my prayer is that each and every one of us would experience what it is to be blessed, that we would we would know that, that, we are, that we are saved. Lord, I pray that we, would, uh, that we would go beyond ourselves and our flesh to seek after the good of others. As you say through the hand of Paul and your Holy Spirit in Philippians, that we would count others more significant than ourselves. That we would seek after you as we seek to serve others. Lord, I pray that... Uh, um, through the interactions and through we, us doing that, that you would not only uh, show us that we're blessed, but others would realize that they're blessed through our efforts, that, they would, that your spirit would work through the believers, through the saints, to bring about, uh, just bring about your glory in these relationships. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us know where the fact that we're blessed comes from. It only comes from our standing in Jesus Christ, that without him, there's no blessedness to be found. But we can only stand in a right and satisfying relationship with you through his work on the cross, through his obedience. God, I pray if there's somebody here that doesn't know that today, that, they would, that you would work in their hearts to where they would know that, to where they would seek out counsel, to where they would make that confession of faith. Lord, I pray that uh, as we start small groups, that this idea of serving one another, of loving one another, of being in real relationship with one another would spur us on to, to go beyond our comfort zones and, and love one another. Be in that community, in that real relationship where we can know your working power. Lord, I pray that, uh, that you would just take these words and, and keep us chewing on them, stirring them up in our hearts to where we would seek after you through our serving one another and that you would reveal yourself to us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.